a Pearson Harnish, but a huge third down conversion. You got the game on? Yep. On the move. Down to the 24-yard line of St. Francis. Who's winning? He won't say the score. Laid up and waited for the pass. Short drop Come out on, of the who's winning? Rifles towards the right corner, complete to Vander Cooey, who steps across the plane. Ah, say the damn score. You're listening to the original Say the Damn Score podcast, part of the Say the Damn Score podcast network. Here's your host, Logan Anderson. Welcome to episode 125 of the Say the Damn Score podcast. As you just heard the big voice guy say, I'm Logan Anderson, a freelance sportscaster in the Twin Cities metro area. This is a podcast dedicated to sportscasting and sharing stories and ways to improve in the business by talking to sportscasters from all over the country and beyond. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe to the podcast on the podcast app of your choice and share the show on your favorite social media outlet. This episode is going to be the first episode without any kind of guest. It is just going to be me talking to you today and giving you a a personal update that may affect the short-term future of the podcast. And B, we're going to talk about a topic that I think is important to just about every sportscaster who's ever been in this business. Frankly, it's not just limited to sportscasters, but sportscasters particularly have to overcome a lot of adversity. And right now, I find myself smack dab in the middle of a situation where that is 100% the case. And I'm not trying to fish for sympathy or look for pity, but... I just kind of want to go over everything that's going on right now in my existence, and then we'll talk about ways to get over the hump, to keep pushing forward, and eventually come out on the other side in a better place than uh, I certainly am right now. So I think I mentioned this last episode, but the Minnesota State High School League moved football and volleyball from the fall to the spring, and what that means is that they are having soccer, swimming, tennis, and cross-country in the fall. And as I've talked about extensively, I run a advertising-based streaming business where I work with two high schools to produce broadcasts uh, for their high school sports. And it's no shock to anybody that the big needle mover uh, of high school sports is football and volleyball in the fall. And without that, we're still going to have a business and we're going to do as many of the soccer games and swim meets as we can. But we have sponsors saying, yeah, that's great, but we're going to wait until the winter and we'll see what happens with basketball and hockey. And then we can get on board for those just because while the athletes deserve all the credit in the world, the local interest, the numbers and the power as an advertising vehicle with soccer and swimming, even with limited fans, is just not great. So uh, I have made uh, obviously no money on this since March when the whole pandemic shut everything down. And I did get one or two to kind of stay the course and stay on board. And I am so appreciative to them. Uh, and if anybody is here locally, do business with Luther Burnsville Hyundai or Kelly Arvidsson Homes. Uh, they have been the saving grace for me this fall and are the reason that uh, I'm able to at least get through, pay my other broadcasters, and get to the spring where if things break right, I think just about everything that I lost will eventually come back, but it's a wait-and-see game. So that has been stressful on its own. I've been trying to make up for that 
by working at Home Depot anywhere from 25 to 35 hours a week. It's not glamorous work. It's heavy and hot and does not pay well, but it helps me to help my wife pay some of the bills. And right now, again, it's just do what we can to get by on that front. Obviously, a lot of people are going through difficulties with with their jobs and furloughs and layoffs. And uh, this does not make me unique in any stretch of the imagination. The biggest challenge in my life right now is not that. That is a challenge, but it is not the biggest issue right now. I know I've talked about this before, and if you follow me on social media, you will know that my wife is pregnant, and at the week 20 ultrasound, when we're supposed to find out if it's a boy or a girl, I actually took off work. The hospital we were going to deliver at is about three minutes away from the Home Depot, so I took an early lunch, was going to go there and find out that it was a boy or girl. It is a boy, spoiler alert. And during that ultrasound, they found a birth defect called congenital diaphragmatic hernia that is extremely serious for the baby. And needless to say, I did not go back to work. It was go uh, to the University of Minnesota Medical Center and have specialists in the field uh, do an ultrasound and officially diagnose everything. And it really was a absolutely shocking moment. Uh, A little bit on what the defect is uh, for any of those who care is that it is a hole in the diaphragm, which the one you're supposed to breathe from as a sportscaster also acts as a barrier. It's a little muscle between your abdomen and chest cavity and chest cavity. And with that hole in the muscle, uh, other organs have been floating up into the baby's chest cavity. And that can be solved with a pretty simple surgery. But the big problem is having stuff that's not supposed to be up in the chest cavity prevents lung growth. And best case scenario, the baby will be born and have to be intubated until he is stable enough to have the surgery to shove everything back into place and likely have a long recovery in the NICU. And once you get past kind of the first two to four years The kids basically grow up normal. They may never be track stars. They can have a little bit smaller lungs than an average person. They they move forward. They can run. They can play. They can sing. They can do whatever. Our baby's particular case is especially severe. And because of that severity, we were referred to the Mayo Clinic, which is the number one hospital system in all of the United States. And we were sent there, and they told us that we were candidates for a surgery called FIDO. I don't remember exactly what all of that stands for. The last two words are tracheal occlusion. What they do is they use a scope in utero and they put a small balloon down the throat of the baby, inflate it, and leave it in there for six weeks. Uh, For whatever reason, that helps lungs develop and grow bigger when they otherwise would not. And we were candidates for that. We went through a whole bunch of testing, a lot of nerves and difficult nights, and eventually were really excited to be approved. And we were scheduled to have that operation on Tuesday morning. And on Monday night at about 4.30, the insurance company called and told us that they were denying coverage which obviously gives you a half hour till the day is over. We were not able to do anything. We rescheduled the surgery to Thursday 
And we are going to do it one way or another. We are obviously appealing and doing everything we can with the insurance company. We're exploring other outlets. There is a program called Charity Care for cases like this at the Mayo Clinic. We hope that we'll either qualify that or insurance will change their mind. Otherwise, it's a $90,000 operation and we're going to go forward with it regardless and just either owe money for the rest of our lives or go bankrupt at some point. Who knows what ultimately will happen, but uh, we will be finding out that information probably later today or tomorrow if you're listening to this on time. So a lot of stuff going on in the Anderson household, our babies, basically odds of surviving and living without this surgery are 20%. With this surgery, it could be 80% or better. So we obviously, a necessary operation, we're going to go through with it. And it has just been a nightmarish last two days trying to deal with all of this red tape and try to get everything scheduled. But that's the situation. The only thing to do is move forward. And I've hired substitutes and producers to handle the games that are supposed to happen while I'm away with my wife getting the surgery on Thursday and she has to stay in the hospital until Saturday morning. I'll be with her until Friday evening when I have to go do a swim meet and then go back. It's going to be a challenging, challenging stretch and we're going to get through it and we have had a great support system and are so thankful for everyone who has already reached out to us. What does that mean and why am I telling you this? That the reality is my time is now stretched farther than it's ever been and I'm going to have to be running back and forth between Rochester, Minnesota where the Mayo Clinic is and I don't know what the future for this podcast is going to be in the short term. I have no plans to abandon it. But through almost five years, I have never missed an episode. And it's really possible that in the next couple months as we go through this and after the birth, when uh, there's an extended stay in the NICU that we're spending a lot of time in, that I'm not going to have the time or motivation to really do the work that it takes to wrangle these guests and try to fit their schedules. They've been great to me over the years, but they're busy people. It's hard to make two times work. I would be very surprised if in the next couple months we don't miss an episode two or more. So be patient with me. I do plan on continuing the podcast. It may not be regular like clockwork as it's been before. Now all that in mind, the sports casting business and life in general. Everybody faces adversity. It's the one universal truth about life, about sports casting, something that everyone has to go through. Things go wrong with different levels of severity, and we have to find ways to get through them. To me, the first thing that we all can do is focus on controlling the variables that we have control of. And sometimes it doesn't feel like there's very many of them. And that is the case right now. While we're just hurrying up and waiting for either this insurance company or pandemic or whatever it is in whatever area of life to get over and to change and to go our way. But sometimes it doesn't. And what we can do is control the things that we can control and focus on that. So for example, right now, I'm trying to make sure that our soccer games that we are able to broadcast and our swimming broadcasts that we're able to do are promoted as much as they can, that the people doing them 
are quality broadcasters who have all the resources that they need to succeed and try to get the most viewership that we can. Maybe it will be more than what we expected because fans will be limited and then we can go back to sponsors and say, hey, we're getting great numbers for these soccer games. We have to make sure that we do that job the best we can and see where the cards fall from there. And I actually have a really, I think, interesting story about this because I live in the Twin Cities. We've talked about this before. If you've ever been to the Twin Cities, you know that Minneapolis and St. Paul are separated by the Mississippi River, one of the biggest rivers in the world. If I said, you know what, just walk across the Mississippi River, you'd say, you're nuts. It's huge. It's deep. There's fast currents. There's boats. Uh, who knows? Maybe there's giant killer catfish down at the bottom of that thing. I would believe just about anything uh, that you told me. I would say you definitely can't walk across it without a bridge or a boat or something. But if you control the variables that you can control and think outside the box a little bit, you actually can walk across the Mississippi River. And I did it the other day just uh, when I was feeling particularly down. Uh, my wife was gone for a baby shower and I said, you know what? I want to do something that just feels symbolically powerful. So I drove far enough north. I went to Itasca State Park, which is the very beginning of the Mississippi River, where it starts. And it is just about a 15-foot wide, 2-foot deep stream, and you can walk across it. And I went up there, and I did just that, and it, it felt great. Did it magically make all of our problems go away? Of course not. It just shows you that if you look for different variables, look for what you can control, a lot of times you can do more than you think. In sports casting, what are the things we can control? We can work on our craft. What I like to do is call games on TV or YouTube and just turn down the sound volume and do a little bit of play-by-play. You can start a list of terms with different ways to describe the same actions in each sport. For example, instead of just saying jump shot, good, you say jump shot, splash, jump shot, smooth, jump shot, true. Uh, There's endless varieties of this. I do have on SayTheDamnScore.com, my own personal list of a whole bunch of ways to do just that. You can also listen back and critique your own work. I think that goes without saying. I think most people serious about the craft are doing that right now. But if you're not, it's not too late to start. Secondly, so much about this business is out of our control because it's based on relationships. What we can control is working to build relationships. Are you reaching out to people who are able to help you? Are you keeping in touch with the people you already know? This is a great time to reach out to people because they don't have as much to do right now. And it's a great time to get back in touch with people for the same reason. Just send a follow-up. Say, hey, Joe Schmo from Poughkeepsie, New York. We haven't touched base in a while. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Let me know if I can help you with anything. Maybe we can talk on the phone or something. Anything to just put yourself on the top of the mind, anyone that you think can help you in the future or someone that you think you may be able to help in the future. It goes both ways. Uh, Just don't go with any agenda and try to build that relationship. The other thing that I'm personally trying to do is really work on vocal tone and control. That's a little bit more difficult to do. I read a book called Change Your Voice, Change Your Life. 
It's a good how-to book about breathing from the diaphragm and so on and so forth. There's a lot of great tips for that in there. That is something I have been trying to focus on when I've had time to even think about it with some of the other family issues going on. The second thing that I think that personally helps me in adverse situations is that sometimes you just have to accept you can't control everything. We hear all kinds of stories about you know, the guy who catches a break and achieves their dreams, somebody who is heard on the radio by a talent scout or an agent. Just unlikely circumstances happen and somebody catches a break that helps them to achieve their wildest dreams. There's no official statistics on this and I have not taken any polls, but for every time that that happens, I'm sure there are numerous more equally talented broadcasters or people in general who just never catch that break or who it takes a lot longer to catch that break. And I think that you have to be okay when you're trying to achieve something knowing that you may never get there and that it's not your fault. Because no matter how great you sound, so often it comes down to luck. Uh, you can, of course, as we said earlier, try to stack the deck in your favor by controlling the variables that you can control and improving your odds. But it just doesn't always mean that you get the result you want. I really like using an analogy from poker. If you bet with a pair of aces and you see the flop and there's another ace, somebody else has a 7-2 and is an idiot and goes in, you can do everything right and still lose the hand if something weird or unlucky happens. It doesn't necessarily mean you're doing anything wrong. You just have to fully invest in the process, take the right steps, see what cards unfold in front of you, be ready to pivot or change if the cards change. You have to be able to adjust on the fly. I've talked to different people on this podcast from all different levels of the industry. Some of the most fulfilled broadcasters I know who are extremely talented broadcasters are people who have been in the same small town for 30 or 40 years. There is more than one way of being successful. You don't have to be a pro broadcaster. You don't have to be a Division I college broadcaster. You can just find other ways to be a success. You can develop your sound to the way you like it. You can find a position at a small town that makes more money, or or you can quit the industry, get married, get a different job, and just be happy. And your happiness is a successful outcome. Just know that it's really easy to get tunnel vision, and I am very much guilty of that in a lot of ways. But not reaching the goals that you set is not necessarily failure. You can be successful in many different ways. And last, and uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers flaming out of the playoffs, it's probably not the best time to use this this phrase, but you have to trust the process. You have to learn to gain satisfaction from the journey instead of being driven by the result. Just because, again, you can control some things, but some things you can't. It's not fair, but it's the way things are. And I think that is an important aspect in overcoming adversity within the sportscasting business. The last thing that I want to talk about that I think is important when it comes to overcoming adversity is that it's really easy, especially in sportscasting, where so many of us, in order to succeed, we have to have an ego. We have to have a lot of belief in ourselves and our ability to do things on our own. And I know I am absolutely guilty of this 
people will offer help sometimes, and I'll just say, nope, I don't need it. I've got this handled. I'm just going to go forward. What my personal challenges with our baby have taught me is that that is just such a stupid thing to do. So many people are there for you, want to help, and can help, that when people offer help, take it. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you can't still be proud of what you've accomplished on your own. But if someone's going to help you, just take it. Whether that's advice, or in our case, you know what, we've had a couple um, relatives send us significant amounts of money to help offset some of the travel to the hospital. We talked about sending it back. Just be appreciative and say thank you and try to pay it forward when you can in the future. But take what's offered to you. You have people who have your back. You might as well take advantage of that. Obviously, again, don't take it for granted, but take advantage of it. There's no reason not to. That's going to do it here for the first solo show of the Say the Damn Score podcast. Hopefully it's not throwing you all too off and hopefully you're not all all sad and depressed from uh, some of the heavy topics and sad news that I've delivered. Again, I will try to keep this podcast going and release new episodes every other Thursday, but I don't know for sure that that is going to happen. We're going to be gone a lot and I'll do what I can. Maybe I'll talk to more of my friends that aren't necessarily big names who I can get in touch with on short notice. Notice that when I do that, the numbers don't fall off very much. It seems like you must enjoy that. Thanks for listening to the Say the Damn Score podcast. Remember to subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice by clicking the big red subscribe button at the top of saythedamnscore.com. Also, please follow me on your favorite social media outlet. That's at radio underscore Logan on Twitter and at Say the Damn Score on Instagram. I'm on Facebook at Say the Damn Score if you want to follow that page, but I really don't do very much with it, so I would recommend the other two. Uh, lastly, remember that Apple Podcast reviews, emails, or any other kind of honest feedback on what you like or what you don't like about the podcast uh, really helps me make the show better, so I encourage you to send it. And finally, although there was not a guest today, please reach out to the guests that we've had on the show so they know you appreciate them sharing their stories on the pod. As always, I'm your host, Logan Anderson, and the next time you're on the air, make sure to say the damn score just a little bit more.